Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Wait, seven. Seven. This is, this is season seven of Cabin Fever. Has to come to this, Dave. Did that thing where we didn't decide who was going to talk first and then neither of us talked for a bit. Left a big pause. I, I like that. I think it's a good way of feeling it out. That's a, that's an, that's a drama exercise all about complicity. Oh, is it? What? You just don't... Complete. The sentences. We're very good. We're very good at improv, aren't we? Look at yeah, that. Yeah, you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a drama thing where you've all got to just feel the... Moment. To... Say the... Right. Cranberries. Yeah. Oh, oh it's a shame. Um... It was like, whose line is it anyway? This is yeah. amazing. Jesus Christ. Good Who God. needs television now? It's good to start a new week with a particularly low standard because things can only improve then. I think that's a probably good way to approach this. Can I just say straight off the bat, Dave, very sorry about the late start. I mean, I know you really did a lot of the damage for the late start today because you were out walking the dog and you forgot we were meant to be recording this, which is interesting. And then I, I added... I thought I forgot that I was recording it. I just looked at my watch and it was loads later than the time I thought it was. The words on the uh, on, on the WhatsApp say, say it's halfway through a dog walk. So, I mean, yeah, that's I properly did, yeah. fucked it. Um, but it's, it's, it's impressive. The reason I had to then add a ten extra 10 minutes... Um, margin was because I was, uh, and this is possibly the best ever excuse for delaying the start of a podcast recording, updating the software on my Xbox. <laughs> right. And it was halfway through, and I realised I couldn't do it because it was, you know, you just destroy the Xbox if you pull the plug halfway through. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot switch the machine off halfway through an update because then you're looking at a factory reset, and nobody wants that. But why can't you just leave it? because it was using the plug which I used to plug the microphone in. So actually, Dave, it could have been an improvement. You could have had me recording the podcast, but without me speaking. That's what you would have had. That's what we've been working towards for seven weeks. <laughs> Just me playing Xbox. So uh, I'll keep you updated. It is updating as we speak. I'll let you know when that when that's finished and I can then play uh, I can play my new new golf game. <laughs> Fucking, you've, you've managed to make an Xbox boring. That's, inc- that's impressive. Thank you very much indeed. Um, so apologies for that, Dave. Uh, it's Helen Monk's day. We'll be having Helen Monk's on very shortly, and we can apologise to her for the late start, the double late start. Yeah. Um, because she's really the one that we should be apologising to, not each other, because we're both idiots that mm-hmm. are, you know, on this every day. Mm-hmm. Um, every Monday, I feel like I should have at least two, if not three days worth of things to talk about. But nothing. Um, and I've written three words on my notes <laughs> for today's episode. Over the course I've of- written one word. It says Xbox. The end. <laughs> that was ten minutes ago. Yeah. Fucking afterthought. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I like to try and write down things as they happen to be like, oh, this will be an interesting thing to talk about. I mean, interesting's a... Yes. It's a, a, a subjective word, isn't it? Cabin fever. Redefining interesting. Absolutely. All I've written this weekend, Tom, over the course of the last entire two and a half days, is built a trolley. Wow. Yeah. Built a trolley. To explain explain more. 
I mean, the problem is the story is basically that I built a trolley, okay. which doesn't doesn't really add anything or have anything funny about it. But yeah, it's a it was a it's a little bamboo kitchen trolley, Tom. That's what it is. Uh, it's going to slide. I got a bit of a, an overhang. It's basically a breakfast bar in my in my flat, right? Right. But I don't use it as a breakfast bar because I don't have the stool. You know, so it's just a bit of space under an overhang. So it's like, oh, I'll put something there, extra bit of storage. So I'd. A lovely, uh, stylish, bamboo-ish kitchen trolley from John Lewis. Could you do me a favour? Yeah. Could you walk around your flat just going, any refreshments, crisp snacks, any refreshments, pushing the trolley? Have you done that yet? Well, fans of the fans of the punch party um, or watching my punch party on Instagram will know that we have uh, now an opening ceremony for the punch party. Yes. The trolley will be heavily involved next weekend. That's what that's what that's been promised. Wow. Wow, you've DIY'd yourself into an air steward. That's incredible, yeah, Dave. Absolutely thrilled with it. So, um, wow. yeah. I can. I can walk around offering people drinks, and I will walk around <laughs> offering people drinks. <laughs> I remember there was um, there were the really funny pair of uh, of train stewards. What are they on the train? They're not. They're not guards. When they do the um, conf- oh, tr- 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 trolleyers, the confectioners. Yeah, the, tro- the trolleyists. Well, you'd know you yeah. are one day if you're a, you're a troll. No? And <laughs> um, they had, they just had some great badinage. They were both they were both really chipper. They were both really loud, walking down, going, "I can do." <laughs> What was it they said? One of them had like a catchphrase. I can do backwards and forwards. I can't do side to side. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> brilliant. I can do backwards and forwards. We don't do side to side. Oh. That, is a, that is a great catchphrase. I imagine Imagine how many times he said that, though, on, a, on that train. I bet it's every carriage of every journey, every day. You know what, though? Already we've got our first uh, texter in it of the week. The best catchphrases that you've used at your workplace, right? Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Phil Collins is, is next. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know. Give us a phone call on this number. Cabin F-E-A-3709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. You, I think you've used the phrase, give us a call too many times. No, I, you're for, right. People will now be phoning that number. Yeah, you're for right. For us you're to, right. to sort of... It, it, you know when things tip over from he's doing it as a joke into i know i think he thinks it's a phone number it's like i think you've you've now hit that point where i'm worried and also worth pointing out that that is our twitter handle not our uh, phone number and also does say that in the song dave says that in the song mate says that oh it does yeah but if you're a new listener you must (laughs) new listener come on mate please must be aware that uh, the OOO is part of the twitter handle it's important to pop it to pop that out isn't it it's important that they know that uh, if you are a new listener, fuck you know. Um, so, uh, can we just go over some of the tweets we've had? It's been a busy weekend on the Cabin Fever Twitter account. Um, yeah, David's been on to us after we asked the big question of last week, what is the shape of Great Britain? And I suggested it looked like a lady on her knees in profile, which is a bit upsetting. And uh, David's got a brilliant one, uh, which is, it looks like a witch riding a pig. So to explain, <laughs> the rump of the pig is East Anglia, and then the front of the pig, uh, the legs of the pig are the the Southwest Peninsula. So it's like a it's like a pig um, crouched down, isn't it? Basically, yeah. like laying down on its front. And the eye of the pig is basically the eye of the pig, which is the uh, fantastic song. Um, eye of the pig is basically Aberystwyth. So Machantleth, I think it's a bit more inland. Is it Machantleth? Yeah, maybe yeah, it's slightly more inland. Oh yeah, it's maybe. Um, and then you go up. So and then the, the Hadrian's Wall ish is roughly the neck of the pig, and then it sort of goes. It's very up good, you know. It's hat. very it's good. Very good. What shape is Britain? Going to give that a little retweet so you can see it. Yeah. Oh, and also David then added Australia. The right hand side of Australia is a cat's head, and the left hand side is a dog's head. That's that's fucking incredible. Do you know there's a, a on the dog's head? In fact, where the eye of the dog is, got the eye of the dog. Um, yeah. that is where. There is a town in Australia, Dave, right where the eye of the dog is, called... Called Tom Price? Tom Price! 
It is the weirdest thing about Australia, I think. And there's a lot of fucking weird stuff. It's weird that there's a town called Tom Price. Yes. Yeah, a, it's, a, it's a mining t- uh, village. It was basically a mountain. So there is a place called Mount Tom Price. And um, it was founded relatively recently. And they've, they've since iron, they've, they've um, mined the iron, I believe, away from the mountain. So the mount- mountain is now just a stub. So it's technically should be called Stub Tom Price. And now they're just all sort of stuck there living in a community. But the great thing about this is it means there's loads of Twitter accounts for things like Tom Price Police, who frequently tweet about things they've been doing in Tom Price. Uh, so they do announcements like, can everyone in Tom Price please stay safe? And I will retweet that saying, yes, please. Good to see good to see my guys. And also there's a mayor of Tom Price who I'm always retweeting saying, this guy, I'm so pleased he's working for me. I have a far too much. And also every time I do it, none of them, and I've done it thousands of times. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll know this, at Price Tom. I've done it loads of times and not once have any of them liked, favorited or replied to any of my comments. Guys, yeah. Because it's just their town, mate. You're just mocking their town. Mocking their town, aren't I? Mocking their town, you know. Um, uh, Mike Cribb, aka uh, my father, thinks yep. Britain looks like a melted cheese triangle. He texted me specifically to say oh, that on Friday. Yes, Ooh, so that's another, that's another perspective. And that makes me want to take a mouthful of East Anglia when he says that. Mm. Um, Cantus has uh, tweeted us: "Hi guys, uh, talking about your favourite pens." Oh, for fuck's sake. I find it difficult to choose my favourite pen, but it's probably one of these. And there's just a, a great shot of a pencil case, but it's like a trendy pencil case, um, which is all sort of opened out. And each pen has been individually put into this um, this sort of canvas thing. And isn't it gorgeous, Dave? I mean, it, for me, that sort of level of detail with pens, serial killer right there. Yeah, it's wild. Amazing, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. So, so much to talk about and so look at there. I mean, not to talk about, actually. We've, we've exhausted what there is to talk about almost immediately. Well, there's, yeah. there's a lot to look at. Yeah, yeah. It's um, just some, some lovely pens there, Dave. Please don't edit this out, producer. I really I really like this bit. <laughs> please keep, please save, hashtag save the pen chat. Yep. Uh, if you want to try pens, try cult pens. Someone's advertising a pen based delivery service based in Devon. I'm not affiliated with cult pens. That's good. Mm. Maybe they'll sponsor us, Tom. Maybe they'll sponsor us. Yeah, well, maybe when I... Would you do this podcast for free pens? Oh, mate. Uh, yeah, 100%. If you, I mean, if you could give me one pen a day, that's technically better pay than what I'm getting now for doing it. Yeah, that's true, actually, yeah. Cult pens want to get in touch, and we'll give them a lot of love. What's, you know, think about it. Well, well what, what can we offer them, Dave? What's part of the package? You can sing a song, can't you? Yeah, you can a pen-based song. Pen jingle? If To be fair, if a pen supplier wants to give us either pens or money to sponsor this podcast my pledge is that i will stop naysaying the pen whoa that's that's big also an nb cult pens based in devon dave guess where that is on a peninsula, on a peninsula the, uh, yeah. the only see that's the same way you can only get champagne from the region of champagne in france you can only get <laughs> pens from a peninsula exactly <laughs> maybe that's where it came from who knows oh shit sorry i pressed the wrong <laughs> Just before we get monksy out, we did uh, talk about weird local urban myths, didn't we? After yeah, local records, people always claiming, "Oh, yeah, we've got the biggest car park in East Anglia or whatever." Yeah. Well, after I've bragged about the Altrincham Tesco being the largest in Europe, Andy from Camberley, mm. well, that's where he grew up in the 1990s, also claimed that the buses around Camberley. Where's Camberley? I don't even know where Camberley Camberley's is. Camberley's in. Um, I think it's in Surrey. Hang on, let me just get on my really quiet Google machine. Where is Cambodia? Um, where is Camberley? Yeah, it's down the M3, mate. 
Lovely. Yeah. Uh, apparently Cambly also had the largest Tesco in Europe. So I wonder if, mm. see, if I was Tesco, here's what I would do. And this might be what they've done. And we've rumbled them in the age of social media. Yeah. Because before social media, I would have picked, say, 10 to 15 cities that were far enough away from each other and spread out oh, yeah. and just whispered into the ear of the mayor. Yeah. You know, this is the largest Tesco in Europe now. And then everybody's like, guys, we've got it. We'll yeah. all go to bloody Tesco. And maybe that's what they've been doing. It's fine. When are the people from Altrincham going to speak to the people from Camberley? Well, exactly. Not until until literally 25 years later, in this case. Do you think supermarkets have a fake news department where they put out stuff like that? It's a great strategy, if not. I mean, it doesn't work now. The problem is Twitter's absolutely fucked this all, but yeah. what a time to be alive the 90s was. Oh. So, so, so Camberley had, what was it, the biggest Tesco's in Europe in yes, the 90s? Yes, but Altrincham definitely had the biggest Tesco's in Europe. I mean, there is an argument to say that every time they built a bigger one, that then became the biggest Tesco in Europe. So I do feel like it's a record that is possible to fall at various points. Mm. Do you know, I did a project when I was 11 years old on the new Waitrose arriving in Monmouth, one of my <laughs> finest moments. Talk, God, talked about, I talked about the possible traffic calamity of the one-way system near the Mono Bridge. Uh, was there a calamity? No, it's absolutely fine in the end. They just uh, they just built a new bridge. That's what you can do when you've got the power of Waitrose and Monmouthshire County Council behind you. Anything can get achieved when you've got those things. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Um, Andy from Camberley now lives in Bristol. Oh, yeah. The steepest road in England, apparently. So um, there you go. No, that's, really? That's his thing. When I actually the, the steepest road in England is in Yorkshire, isn't it? Where that bread advert happened. You know, the cobbled well, road. This roads. is what is the problem with the local things. The music from the bread advert. Lovely. Very lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we basically, this is the problem with all these local records is that you genuinely don't know, do you? Um, Michael J. Ritchie, uh, former guest on this podcast, got in touch to say, uh, we have what is always said to be the second worst nightclub in the UK, which is, <laughs> and like, that's really great. Yeah, but that makes me want to go. That is, that's like, the, there's always that, there was that Chinese restaurant in Soho that's supposed to be the rudest restaurant in the world. And then people actually go to be abused. That's part of its thing. Yeah, but the second worst. I mean, what is the worst, really? It really sort of teases your imagination as to how it's not quite the worst, but but it's sort of famously the second worst. Yeah, actually, there's just sick on the the floors and the toilet, not shit. So, But if we were at the worst one, there'd be, you know, like dead animals on the floor. I was going to say, there must be a thing at the worst one that means like this one that Michael's talking about is horrific. It would be Mm. the worst one, but actually the worst one that has been like a murder every night it's open since the time it first began you know like something that bad but then you get in a position where i I need to i need to keep the worst nightclub crown you know what i mean like the hotel inspectors but with the the nightclub inspectors yeah i'll tell you what dave i'd love to be a nightclub inspector imagine going around a nightclub with a clipboard checking everyone everyone all right having a good time are we good very good ticking boxes that'd be great funny sitcom idea that tom price oh hello write that down don't leave that in the show and we'll uh we'll do that there you go copyrighted crib price media Great news. I mean, we've, we've got a company called Rubber Chicken Dave. We could have just... <laughs> Great. Well done, everyone. Well done. Hello, I'm Jack Beaumont, and this is Crime Club, the podcast where I talk to people who have done terrible, terrible things, either immoral or illegal. Ideally, both. Oh, fucking hell, mate. That's Crime Club. Oi. 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 Crime Club.
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Shall we bring Helen Monks out? I think we should bring Helen Monks out. If only we had a Michael Parkinson to welcome her. Dave? Oh, hang on. Oh, no, hang on. I've not done my piano one yet. All right, just piano. Hang on one sec. Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, no, very pleased to welcome uh, actor and fine cutter of hair on Twitter. Hello, Monks. It's Hello, Monks. Hello, Monks. Wow. There you go, mate. Welcome to the show. What a welcome. Hello. Take a seat. Take a seat. Oh, and I'll do that Michael Parkinson thing, the old man thing. When you sit down, just pull your trousers up. Do you ever do that? You and. You don't see men do that. Chaps don't do that as much as they used to. It was a real dad thing when I was growing up, where you just you put your your forefinger in your thumb and you just pin, you'd pinch your trousers just below the pocket and just give them a little hop. Yeah, you're right. That's such a thing. I miss that. Bring it back. How are you, Helen? Well, what can I say? Yep. <laughs> nice to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys? You really deflected that back on us. The people listening know how we are because they they hear from us every pissing day. I built a trolley in the last two days, so you must have done something in the last seven. Come on, Helen. I updated an Xbox before this started, so... I've had a relatively busy week, you know. Oh, go on then. Oh, did you do your VD voiceover? Well, there's a story. Oh, no. Is it for the podcast or not? Oh, no. Well, no, just they've just they've not they've paid me. I've I've got two hundred pounds in my bank account, but they've just they just never got in touch. Oh, that's awkward. I know. So I don't know if uh, they heard my voice on this show and realised that I'm very high pitched and annoying. Maybe just VE Day was cancelled. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe there wasn't. I didn't notice any celebrations going on. So maybe maybe it didn't happen. If you missed last week's Helen Monk's Day, it, yeah, Helen was going to do a, a podcast. Uh, it was going to do a voiceover for VE Day. So it's not like. You can now just do that. They're not going to bank it for next year, are they? It's gone. It's finished. No, it's well, done. Exactly. Exactly. That's 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 the thing. It's a bit awkward. And also the anxious part of my brain slightly thinks that they might have just forgotten and maybe Radio 4 is going to have like two minutes of silence at some point. Well, they do need that. That's the idea. 
That's what they're supposed to do. <laughs> you weren't thinking, were you, that it's going to be you talking over the two-minute silence? That'd be awful. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. I was hired for the two-minute silence. Maybe you me. could go and lead the conga on that ridiculous street where everyone's trying to pick up Corona. <gasps> Honestly, I've been so furious. I've got out my megaphone that I normally take on like protests, and I'm tempted to take it on my walks with me to just shout at people. <laughs> Step aside. I, honestly, you just think, what is the point in us all not seeing our friends and family if they're all just going to do a conga? Just do a conga. It's the slipstream element of it as well, which I find particularly like, oh, no, it's all right. We've done our, we've done our social distancing. And now we're all just going to breathe in each other's air because we're right behind one another. Like it's, I oh, know. guys, I feel quite bad. And I don't, what I don't like, actually, to take it to a serious place, guys, is the sense of uh, public shaming. You know that thing? You remember um, John Ronson wrote that book, So yeah. You've Been Publicly Shamed, where everyone just gets a little bit up on their high horses and really lays into these people. But at the same time, you're like, oh, you fucking idiots guys that was not hard to avoid that but you know who's to blame they've uh, the government have these behavioral scientists that they've got in and mm. um my friend who's an academic has this theory that you are the you are the opposite of whatever your specialism is so, so like if you're a sociologist you're really antisocial, and if you're a philosopher oh. you're really thoughtless and i do think it's kind of every, the behavioral scientists they clearly you know the thing where they were like we are past the peak and they thought that would really motivate people to carry on and stay indoors and actually it's just meant everyone's gone woo we're past the peak street parking yeah yeah the people the 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 sense that we've peaked is incredibly worrying it reminds me of my career in about 2011 (laughs) just listen you're talking to the girl who got a voiceover by one job of lockdown and they didn't call me To be fair, though, I mean, our producer Steve on our um, on our WhatsApp group has just made a very good point that this podcast is yet to make a single penny after seven weeks of output, and you've been paid not to do voiceover work. What an absolute, what an absolute triumph! This is why the economy's in safe hands, guys. It's all fine. Do you know the other thing that I did this week is I gave my mummy coli by accident. Oops! What? How did you do that? What do you, what do you mean? Hey, Hang on! How did you do? That? You're socially distancing from your from you? Do you say your man or your mum? My mum, my man. Again, no, my man. I, I was gonna. I was. I was questioning the use of my man. Um, you were. You were in a little bit sort of Motown there. Um, what? Uh, how- Basically, she's totally fine. Everybody, and also listens to this to this podcast and finds out news about me from it because she was like, "Congratulations <laughs> on your voiceover job." Um, she I, for Christmas, me and my brother got my mum and my dad a cheese subscription. So every month they get cheese delivered to the door and um last month they got this unpasteurized cheese which my mum said was the most delicious thing ever and she ate basically all of it but in between eating it left it out and then yeah and then she got e coli and apparently all of the people at the doctor's surgery were so excited because not much happens around where she's from i was gonna say it must be like it's one of those things where it's it's really exciting when it's a not not a corona thing (laughs) everyone's like you got another one you got a different one are they still on great it's like retro diseases isn't it We've got a shitter. Yes. Is she coughing? No, no, just, it's just coming out of both ends. Woohoo. Wow. Yeah. Poor, poor your mum. Is she okay though? I tell you what though. I, mean, I, I don't want to make it, pass any comments on, on your mum specifically, but I know that my wife got food poisoning a couple of years ago and is thrilled to this day because it's, she says it's the most efficient diet she's ever been on. <gasps> Oh, wow. Oh, well, I don't know about that, but she was very excited because she went to the pharmacy and got her prescription for free because she's now over 60 and she didn't realise that was a thing. So she was very loudly saying, oh, I'm going to get ill more often. And I think 
they didn't find it that funny. Can, the no. <laughs> um, can you go and get me some antibiotics for my leg? Is that all right? I've managed, yeah. guys, you know I've got this leg thing, right? I've had a mole removed on my leg, and I'm being very brave. And my, uh, I, I was squatting down to help my kids grab a newt from a pond. <laughs> yeah? Stop. Yeah, squatting down and on what I, what I subsequently discovered is a sewage pipe upon which someone's built a nature reserve. So I was squatting on a sewage pipe, grabbing a newt when I felt my stitches pop. One of the most un- it's in no pain. Weirdly, that was the other thing, and it wasn't that bad in the end. Oh no, just- I can't. I've got an image of like a cartoon pop. And all of your guts spilling out of your leg. Yeah, yeah, they did. I lost, I lost my intestines, and both my kidneys just popped out my calf. It was extraordinary. Um, so it was, yeah. If your mum could chuck oh. me, I, I tell your mum I need some antibiotic cream for my calf. That would be great. Thanks. Oh yeah, she'd be well up for that. Thank you, Mrs. Monks. Um, yeah, so that's been my week, really. I'm just, yeah. Hang on, there's something absolutely gaping that you're missing here, apart from my leg wound, um, which is your haircut. I've seen on Twitter you've you've done the haircut. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, right, pre this, I was known to chop my own, you know? It's okay. not like a, this isn't me having finally gone AWOL and cut my own hair. But um, but it's great because now people can't judge me for it, including <laughs> my hairdresser when I do eventually go back. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? I did a bit of, you know, um, Mark Corrigan in Peep Show where he, he says that he shaves his beard and then he shaves a bit more until eventually he has to shave the whole thing off. I did a bit of that with either side. In the video that I've posted on the social meds, you can see that I chopped one side and then I chopped the other side and it's substantially longer. So then I had to chop it and it got a bit shorter and then I had to chop the other side shorter until eventually, basically, I've now got no hair. I think that's, I think that's how a Hitler moustache came about, isn't it? I think Adolf was just trying to even it out and then eventually ended up with the pencil. Uh, well, Nish yeah. has done that as well. Nish Kumar, did you did you see the first week of the MASH report in, in lockdown? He did the exact thing with his beard. His, he had a completely naked face, which it, it just looked really bizarre, but mm. he did the exact uh, Mark Corrigan thing. Slash, it's interesting that you call it a Mark Corrigan thing because that's literally just... Have you, you must have done this before, Tom, right? Every every person that's had a beard yeah. has absolutely fucked it and just gone, oh, oh, I've slipped there. Oh, better even that. Oh, 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 yeah. this oh gone. What, it's all gone. Why have you lost your beard, mate? I just wanted the world to see my chin again i just thought yeah. it was yeah. no this was not a choice yeah i've completely done that because i'm relatively new to bearding dave i know you've been a bearder for a while now mm, yeah very long do you know what it's not very interesting but i had this uh dave Steve, <laughs> again not a problem for this podcast please do you know how long i've had a beard oh let's play that game all right Helen. oh yes okay all right okay let's play so, let's play a game of years of beard years and years and beards can i have a minute to scroll back through your twitter no, that's cheating. You're not it like won't to find help. Out. To... It won't help, Helen. It, it, it... Okay, all right. Okay, okay. You go, you go, Tom. You go. Well, Dave has had a beard as long as I've known him, which is, I believe, I always think I've known Dave for three years, and then I look at like my diary or whatever. And I'm like, shit, it's like seven years now. Tom, our company has been uh, active for seven and a half years. So. Is it really? Is it actually? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're probably yeah. friends before that, otherwise. Intense. <laughs> 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 so in that case, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, we've had a decade of beard. I'm going to say, I'm going to go for the big, the big one zero. Okay, well, if you're going for the big one zero, then I, as a betting man, should probably go higher. Yeah. And I'm going to go for 14 years. What, since since he was like yeah, eight, 18? Like, yeah, I think like as soon as that facial hair could grow, which for Dave, I reckon, was early, early doors. Mm. Right. So two things there. One, you've uh, knocked two years off my age, Tom, which I'm thrilled about. Oh, bollocks. Oh, that's that's um, the most upsetting thing I've done all day. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> delighted by that. So I'm 34 years old now. Am I? 
30, eighteen, no, sorry. yeah, thirty-four. <laughs> and uh, uh, so eighteen would have been sixteen years. Um, Helen said fourteen, so that's twenty. Yeah, and do you know what, Helen Monks? You're absolutely right. So I had oh. the age of no. Hang on, wait, no, no, no. Sorry about a different point. Nah, uh, in your oh, in your a, face. Sorry, on yeah. your face. I had to, I could grow facial hair very early. I had. Like preposterously looking back now, but quite big sideburns from about the age of fourteen because I could grow them, and I thought, yeah, I'm having those, not. yeah. Um, but yeah, so no, but I first grew the full beard, I believe, at seventeen and a half, wow. which would give it a sixteen and a half years of beard. Wow! <gasps> oh my god, so I still win. Which means Helen Monks does win, yeah. Hello, Monks, congratulations. What do I win? Uh, next time I shave my beard, I will pop the, the bits in a bag and post them to Some you. Beard, I would yeah. love that. I'm going to get a locket in preparation. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing makes me laugh more than like something like that, where two people with no romantic connection at all, and one of them has a locket of the other's beard hair for the rest of their lives. People will just, just think you've died, Dave. People think yeah. something awful's happened. What happened to him? Nothing. Makes, His face had a shave. Li- <laughs> yeah, just had a shave and a chat on a podcast. Um, so, so wow, I can't believe you've had a beard for that long. Is it? Does that mean we're nearly at a point where you've had a beard for over half your life? You're going to get there, aren't you? Oh, yeah. It's going to hit the, so what, so what did I say, 16 and a half years? Mm. And it was when I was 17 and a half. So in six months, it might be still within lockdown, guys. Uh, in six months, I'm going to hit the the beard swing thing. Yes. Yeah. Come on, we've got to think of a better phrase. And then, we've got to, then we need to have, and maybe that's what we'll use to round off cabin fever, the, the over half a life with a beard party. Yeah, the beard. That has to be a great pun there. What is oh, that come on. pun? Oh, come on, beard. Yeah. Beard, beard, beard. Harvey, Harvey. Bit weird. Beard. If you can think of a pun for Dave's <laughs> over half his life with a beard, please give us a call now. Cabin FE 83709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. Genuinely blanking on that, actually, if I'm honest. It's tricky, isn't it? That's all. The problem is not all we're going to do now is think of them. Yeah. So let's, park, let's park it and try and do the rest of the podcast before we all go mad. Whoever raises a pun in a conversation is like farting in a lift because from that point <laughs> onwards, you can't do anything. You cannot go back to normal free associating conversation because your brain right. just gets stuck in the wafts yeah. of pun guff. Bid. 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 Ray, Ray, mid. Also, guys, lockets are well expensive. I'm just on Amazon right now. Are they? Oh, I'm, I'm so excited, Dave. Please send me your beard in the post. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so I funny. I can't so wait. Funny. Could you get people, in the same way that Helen got her mum a, a cheese subscription, do you think people would like a Dave Crib beard subscription and then once a month they'll get a locket with some beard? I am happy to offer the service. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> Gee, a little ginger beard in the post every month. Oh, that's so upsetting. Build your own beard over the course of a year. That's brilliant. Wonderful. I tell you what, actually, talking of uh, your own haircuts, I, uh, I shaved my dog this weekend. Is that a euphemism? Is that good to know you're keeping them clean? That's nice. <laughs> oh, you have the cutest dog in the world. Is he okay? Is he cold? He's great. He's having a, such a nice time. But he, he it was. It's, it's not easy to shave a dog. That's what I'll say. It's, no. um, why did you do? Why did you take that on? Did you use special dog clippers, or did you just? Attack? No, just like a beard. We got. I just got a beard, a different beard trimmer. I'm not using my beard trimmer because that would be mad. But yeah, just I need to get some specialized dog ones, maybe. But mm. uh, why did I do it? Just because he's like it's been seven weeks now without going to a groomer, and he's like a a shaggy mess yeah. and also it's bloody hot at the moment like he was yeah. just sort of lying indoors in the cool panting the yesterday so like we need to get some of this layers off him but um so is he is he happier now because they do we do it with polly as well we give polly a, a shave every now and again she's much happier yeah. or do you do that yourself do you 
Uh, no, no, no. We take her into a groomers, but we, yeah, we are facing right. the same problem um, because our groomers, although we've heard on the dark web, this is the thing, right? So Beth came up to me the other day and said, I've heard on the dark web, uh, there's a there's a backstreet groomer, but without any context. I was like, Jesus Christ, Beth, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, that is weird, isn't it? Yeah. Don't go don't go Googling groomers on the dark web, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, genuinely. And then uh, and then she was like, no, for the dog. Oh, yeah, for the dog. So there is someone who's doing slightly illegal dog grooming near us. Really? Well, yeah, but apparently apparently it's okay because you leave, what you do is you park the dog at the front garden give them a call tie the dog up then you back away then they come and get the dog and they're all they've they've got all the ppe on and stuff yeah it's interesting i because th- th- the dog can't get corona can it it can carry no but it though. could be it can carry it so i assume they until the dog is fully shaved but then when it when it comes back to you you they, if they've had it but then they've got to keep all their kit on while they while they clean it, which apparently they're doing they're, they are adamant that's what they do because my wife phoned them and she was really strict with them about it and they said yeah right. it's, it's all fine but um, we need to get her groomed because she like your dog is a ridiculous um hybrid with lots of hair she's basically got the body of a labrador and all the floof of an over-the-top poodle and she needs to be defloofified can you uh send me the can you hook me up mate what with my back street um yeah rumor yeah Check you, us the deets. you literally meet on a street corner and they walk yeah. you there it's really funny thrilled um yeah i wonder if there are any human groomers that like not not hairdressers, groomers, like hairdressers. hairdressers yeah. yeah they're the ones mm. i wonder if there's any ppe dressed I should set up a business because I do think I've done quite a good job with my own hair. And I think if I got the PPE, I wonder if I could start a back street. People look, I'm, my hair looks absolutely shocking now. Like, really, <laughs> it's bad news because it's thinning, but it's still growing at a rate of knots. So there's just like, it just looks like a, a fo- like an aerial view of a forest that's had some terrible blight. It's- <laughs> <laughs> this is where I've played a long game, though, with my hair. I've, I've grown my hair out for the last seven or eight years and now it's just really coming into its own because this is kind of what I do anyway I go for weeks without doing anything to it and just mm. tie it up yeah yeah we've been preparing well career wise I've been preparing for lockdown for years this has been what yeah. I've been leading to absolute oh. genius thrilled with it, thrilled with it so I need to shave my beard send you a lock in the post Helen you're going to get a locket and then that'll be that'll be us bonded for life I know I cannot wait I hope we have some kind of awful fallout but I continue to carry your beard hair around (laughs) I just I just wonder how your you you know your man to quote your uh, Motown phrase from earlier on how your man's going to feel about you having uh, a locket around your neck of of another man's beard hair I think he'll be fine yeah honestly knowing knowing, yeah knowing Matt he will not even ask a question I don't think (laughs) sounds reasonable it's a bit like people wearing the ID tags of people they lost in wars you know the ID tags which say the dog tags yeah the dog tags yeah yeah exactly he's got the dog tags what happened to him he he died in the great beard wars 2020 now all I'm thinking is Helen what would possibly make us fall out because I think of anyone I know and have ever met I'm the least likely to fall out with you if we that that shows though the fact you've said that shows if we do fall out we're gonna fall out right you know oh i found a little thing you can put blood in (laughs) you know like what's the name vial like a vial vial yes that'd be weird (laughs) it feels it feels more extreme my end to send to 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 extract that i'd say i think we can do it a bit of hair a bit of blood (laughs) are you trying to you trying to do a spell yeah exactly here's a potion enjoy that oh wow well i'll tell you what by this time next week we're gonna have some stories for helen monk's day aren't we 
Things have taken a vampiric turn here on Kevin. Yeah, Jim. they have. Um, yes, I, I was trying to sort of think of what's the text are in here off the back of this, but there is none. Whose blood would you like to have in a vial? No, let's <laughs> not do that. Not that. Um, all right, Helen Monks. Um, thank you very much for, for coming. Really nice to have you here. Um, Any other business, Helen, before you go? Anything else you haven't said? Wow, so much, but I'll save it for next week because... Oh, no, give us one now. Give us one now. Come on. I don't really have any news. Oh, I'll tell you what I do have. Me and, me and my man, we're supposed to be going to... Paris tomorrow and mm. so I've ordered us some berets and um, I'm making some vegan cheese which looks pretty disgusting yeah. um, and we've got some baguettes and so I'll let you know how that all works oh, out. Oh sweet. Just try and get a stranger to be rude to you and you'll have the whole experience. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Um, also while, while, we're here, while you're here Helen I just thought maybe it would be nice to have a quick chat about the new stay alert slogan. I wondered if we can have a little chat about that and how we're feeling about stay alert so i i like you know for me stay home protect lives save the nhs whatever it was that was good that was you know what i mean well, it was clear what you were supposed to physically do wasn't it yeah it wasn't a slogan this feels you know, like stay alert don't don't be laid back don't relax i wasn't relaxing as it is thanks very much and i'm not relaxing now that the best you could do is stay alert Honestly, as I tweeted to 27 likes, it's like Ross with his Unagi. It's literally like that. Yeah. Unagi. Yeah. Just be on watch. I mean, for what? For something that is, yeah. Yeah. We can help. What is con- the world? So Bojo said, we can help control the virus if we all stay alert. Stay at home as much as possible. Work from home if you can. Limit contact with other people. Keep your distance if you go out. Wash your hands regularly. But... The problem with that is that people are going to run with that, whereas before it was very strict. Don't go to work. Don't go out. This is now work from home if you can, which means loads of people who run companies are going to say, well, you can't work from home, so you need to come in, right? People are going to... Oh, yeah, well, well so well, well, in the interest of transparency, we're recording this before Boris's big thing today, aren't we, as well? Yeah, but this is an official thing Bojo's tweeted that I'm reading out to you. He has a planned statement uh, on Sunday afternoon, and yeah. we're recording this probably a couple of hours before that's going to happen. So in the interests of um, just making sure it's accurate and topical as possible, should we do a couple of options for, for Oh, for yeah, the nice, nice. Is this, yeah. Okay, great, great, great. Okay, so I so, um, uh, can't believe Boris Johnson oh, went with geez. get the fuck indoors. What was yeah, he thinking? That is good, though, you know, sensible. Really good. Yeah, yeah. Great yes. news that he's opened those garden centres, though, am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who thought that the world would come to the prime minister doing a sit down like pre-recorded announcement that garden centers would be open i can't believe i can't believe he sang it that was really weird <laughs> though but it's, he's really gone in a new direction there it's incredible he's got quite a voice though let's do the let's do the alternative one um okay corona's finished it's over it's done that's weird um but anyway cool right look for, look for seeing the pub oh well if, you, if corona's finished dave then cabin fever's yeah. finished so it really is great news it's a real um, <laughs> great news for everybody everyone's no, pleased by this <laughs> there is no downside for anyone just so you know dave if and as and when this ever finishes at 11 o'clock every day well let's be honest after our delays at 11 30 every day i will just sit down and start looking at a wall and talking absolute dross it's, a real, it's become a real habit it's become a real yeah. compare dave crib to a wall <laughs> okay fine i'll i'll get some of the uh, beard hair that i've subscribed That's to it. build your own dave crib and talk dross to it for half an hour every day <laughs> and on that bizarre fucking note let's say goodbye shall we what an incredible moment to finish on hello monks thanks for coming lots of love all the best kind of guys um Dave Cribb, same time tomorrow, plus 10 minutes, as usual? Uh, yes, I've got some uh, bad news for next week, actually, Tom Price. What's that? Um, tomorrow is absolutely fine, but next week, Cornelius will be unavailable to talk about the bill. Why? Uh, for boring reasons, but he has to go into work next week for a oh couple of days. Oh, my God. Well, I've got good news about this week, though. What's that? 
you know we've got a guest booked for for the end of the week oh my god even so far ahead even bigger than helen monks hey. find out tomorrow cabin fe a3709 oh 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 cabin fe a3709 oh 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 cabin fe a3709 oh 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 that's our twitter name okay don't talk don't talk don't, don't talk. Great fake owl. No, mate, don't no. talk. You shouldn't you never talk about this, dude. No, no, sorry, that's my bad. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.